Jai Guru, everyone. Jai Guru. Jai Ma. Welcome to our next series of the podcast, the Yogananda podcast. And this series is entitled Autobiography of a Yogi, line by line. And this is the introduction episode. So we, I want to introduce what this project is. And I've got uh, three of my accomplished guests with us, and we'll introduce uh, those as well. So firstly, let's talk about what this podcast is. This is this is going to be a deep dive analysis of our most favorite book, the book by our Guruji um, Paramahansa Yogananda, and it's entitled Autobiography of a Yogi, one of the spiritual classics, um, which if, if you're on this podcast, no doubt you would have already known about it. But the reason we want to do this is because, as you will you will no doubt under appreciate um, the Yogananda, whenever he writes, he writes and anything he writes and pens, puts pen to paper, becomes like this spiritual text. Uh, and it becomes, in, in Indian parlance, it becomes a mantra. And a mantra is a spiritual sound. And the Yogananda has a way of writing and turning, how somehow he's turned English into a, a mantra, which is a no, no mean feat. So we think it's a very worthwhile endeavor to really deep, you know, go through this book in a podcast format. And we'll talk about the format uh, a bit later on. But really, this is a scripture. And we want to, we think not enough justice has been done into the, the magnificence and the importance of this uh, book, if you can call it just a book, which is uh, one of the reasons why we, we're doing this. Um, but let's talk about who's on this podcast now, before we talk about the format of the episodes and things like that. Um, so I've got three guests with me. I've got Mike, Chris, and Lauren. Um, I'll start with myself. As you know, you've heard a lot about me. Mike, you you go first. Tell us about uh, who you are. Tell us about your, um, uh, yeah, first, just tell us about a brief, brief background about yourself, perhaps, and then we'll go to the other, other sections. Sure. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Mike or Michael. I am a devotee for... I don't know how to really start counting that. I grew into an SRF family. I never know how to basically my the because the origin story for me starts uh two ways. It starts I grew up in an SRF family, and then later on I made the path of Yogananda my, my own. And so ever since I got Kriya, I got a bit over 10 years ago. I no, oh, actually, wow, time flies. It's a bit more <laughs> than that. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting, yeah, okay, it's it's more like um, 16, 17 years ago. And ever ever since then, I've been, um, of course, very interested in yoga. I've been loving this book, um, as you've seen in the previous um, series that we've done about the Awake film, um, and also increasingly trying to serve Guruji in certain ways, spent more of my life dedicating it to him and so I try to always serve at the centers where I live near and I'm also very happy to be on this podcast. Thank you Mike. I will Chris and Lauren if you don't mind I'll go next and there's a reason for that. So I've been uh, my name is Priyank. Uh, I've been on the path for, for 15 years a career ban for maybe 10, 10 years. We all know each other through the London Center of Self-Realization Fellowship um so yeah 10-15 years and I also serve at the London Centre in various capacities as long as as, as with this project uh, this awake podcast not wake for this uh autobiography of a yogi line by line podcast um 
is is part of that really that that service that we're doing. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Chris, you go next. Sure. Well, the keen listeners might be able to tell I'm Irish first and foremost. So sorry for any uh, mistaken English uh, along the way, but. Uh, no, I, I did meet the guys um, in London. Uh, Lauren and I uh, have yet to meet in person. So this is partly why we love doing what we're doing so much, because we can kind of come together uh, digitally and, and uh, share our love for, for Guruji and his teachings. Um, but I think it was 2017. I just had to think myself, uh, Mike, when I actually first was introduced to, to Yogananda uh, and SRF. Um, yeah, 2017. And I read the book, was able to go to the London Centre, and the rest is kind of history. It was doing various bits at the London Centre. It was definitely an anchorage for me, but I left to live in Brazil with my now beautiful wife. So I moved away from London Centre. Um, I miss it very much. And if any, if anybody's listening that does go to the London Centre, uh, hello, I miss you. Uh, much love. <laughs> uh, so that's a little, little bit about me. And Lauren, please. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Lauren. And I first came consciously, I would say, onto the path last year, early last year in about May when I applied for the lessons. But before that, I came across the book, Likely Story. And I wasn't even halfway through when I decided, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. And the rest is history, really. So I also go to the London Centre as well. Sometimes Priyank sees my face there. Lucky Priyank. <laughs> <laughs> Very much lucky Priyank. Blessed Priyank. But yeah, it's a joy to be here and I'm really grateful that I was asked to join you all. Well, thank you, Lauren. Um, and astute listeners would no doubt have um, learnt from that four-way introduction. Mike was born into a Yogananda tradition, as it were. I myself came in midway through my life, but for 15 years or so. And Chris has been in a few years and Lauren is our baby of the group. She's very new. <laughs> and this really reflects, hopefully it reflects our audience because there's a vast range of people in different ways people have entered the path. And we think that this, uh, this little, uh, you know, this group of people that we have assembled here should should do the uh, this project justice. Um, so let's talk a bit about our experience with this famed book. I will go. Yeah, I should, I, oh, I yeah, go just interrupt. There, there was something we talked about before uh, recently uh, on, on on this on the note <laughs> of introducing ourselves. And one was, I personally am very happy to be the rookie and ask the rookie questions <laughs> because uh, there's there's so there's so much to learn about um, about the text and and the material of, of Yogananda and uh, SRF that. Um, there's no, there's no silly question in, in an essence uh, when, when we're on this podcast. So if I can be there uh, myself to be a conduit for learning uh, from, from that level, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a, a pleasure, not play pain and, a, and an honour. So, Well, I'm sure I speak for Mike as well when I say we also consider ourselves rookies, even though we may have uh, yes. been on the yes. path uh, Path longer than than you and Lauren certainly, but uh, you're 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 the experts. No, this this is uh... <laughs> that that is a very good thing that you just raised because none of us, neither of us, are qualified to really do this project in the sense that we're not historians, 
we're not uh, we don't we don't uh, know much really we just have been in this path but we've got a very very deep devotion and passion for this subject which is why we're doing this um but but in that this is this is like an informal project that we're doing an informal podcast so not you know not everything that we talk the the, the episodes are not going to be scripted um, they're just going to have brief themes, but um, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not saying that everything we talk, talk about is going to be factually checked. You know, this is not one of those uh, those scientific podcasts, as as it as is more of a conversational feel, and it's just a group of friends, you know, getting together as we do the four of us, um, be it online or in person, and discuss and share our experiences on this wonderful path that we're on. And I should mention that this is a not-for-profit uh, thing, uh, venture. So uh, we won't be selling you any merchandise or asking you to register for copious, <laughs> copious amounts of gold and silver and bronze. Crypto. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we're not linked to any organization. Is there, is there Yogananda coin yet? There should be. There should be. There should be. That's yeah. a good idea, Mike. Note to self. Oh no! I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You've lost lost my train of thought now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no. Uh, I just an important point. We aren't doing this for any organization, even though we may be affiliated to some organizations. That is an important point. So just bear that in mind when. Uh, when you're viewing our material or commenting, et cetera, et cetera. So let's talk about our experiences with the book. I will go first. And this is the first, my my first copy of the Autobiography of Yogi. And I don't know if you guys have seen this and YouTube listeners, YouTube viewers can see that I'm holding out, holding up my book, which is about 12 years old. And um, it's got, no, it's no, it's not. It's, it's uh, 18 years old, apologies, 2004. And the reason I know that is not just by looking at the edition of the book, but someone has written me a lovely note. And in that note, it's it's dated 2000, September 2004, London, UK. And this particular devotee was so devoted in his distribution of the book. I don't know about you guys, but I give the book very often to people. But um, I always wonder, should I write something? Should I say something about the book? Should I just give it? Or should I, you know, there's ways of doing it. But this particular devotee, and his name's Raj, he wrote me a lovely message about why this is no ordinary book this is you know this is the book that is going to change your life and it has so it's a very prophetic claim which turned out to be true but he didn't just write it he actually wrote it on a green interesting color green paper uh, he wrote it on a computer and printed it out on a green piece of paper and uh so there's quite a lot of commitment isn't it? i don't know if you guys have, have done that um certainly i've tried to follow that lead by i write um, on a post-it note that's as far as I've gone but yeah that's so in 2004 someone gave me the book and um, what happened and I, I was at, at university at the time and you know very spiritually hungry I was uh, scouring any and every spiritual parchment that I could find much as young Mukunda used to and uh, I was at the time actually going to India to spend the summer in India looking looking at various ashrams and things like that and this this person Raj if you're if you're listening you gave me the book at the perfect time because that was my uh, companion as I was on that path and uh, I was looking going around all these different uh, spiritual places and I had everything I needed in my hand and it was only about probably 
a year later that I formally um, accepted uh, Guruji as my guru, as Paramahansa Yogananda as my guru. So it was quite a nice uh, way that that transpired. But that, that's, <laughs> that's uh, me. Mike, do you want to go next? Tell us about your experiences with this book. <clears throat> sure. So my story has a very different vibe to it, okay? Because uh, the whole vibe for me to, to learn Yogananda was if you learn something, <clears throat> if you get something from your parents or your parents are trying to instill something in you, um, it's not always like that, but my initial reject, um, reaction was rejection because parents are lame, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and and that's that's kind of how I, how I went a lot about a lot of things i mean i by by the time i was a teenager i had already had some experiences with yogananda i had some some times when i was very ill i had some times when i when i had some problems in life and in each of those times i kind of fell back on on my um kind of this uh, inner Yogananda um, relationship that I has, had built as a kid and suddenly felt, okay, you put into it, but then when you need, it's like a bank account, you can withdraw from it. And so I, I had grown fond of the idea of having a guru, but I wasn't at the point yet where I would actually read the books a lot, read the lessons a lot, um, meditate a lot. Like my my meditation commitment at this time was maybe like five minutes or something and hopefully twice a day, um, but sometimes not. And and that's where I was at, okay? And, and then I was um, in the United States with my mother and she went to the Lake Shrine retreat and, and I went to, as well. And I don't know, like I, I was a teenager. I would have rather gone to Disneyland than to Lake Shrine retreat to be honest, but I, I was happy to do that. And and there was like a guided retreat with a monk. It was very nice. And I had a lot of free time in my own room there. And there was the autobiography of a yogi. And I was like, let's do it. Like I've never, because I've heard of certain stories and I've read bits and pieces of it, but I've never really read the book. And so I just went for it. And, and in those, I think like three, four, like, days I finished the whole book because it was actually really hard to stop myself it was really interesting reading it and um after I had read it suddenly a lot a lot of things they had make sense you know that the whole origin story of Yogananda is so relatable like him as a kid him also revolting a lot as a kid and uh, him finding his way to God and um how God is like steering him through the battles of his life and their relationship to his guru and yeah and that kind of like the, the, those five days they kind of transformed uh, my whole relationship to SRF and made me become uh, more sincere and um, yeah I, I would say this was uh, a and that's why I'll always remember it that's the time when I first read the book cover to cover and since then many more times you've recently bought that uh, limited edition uh lovely bound what's it what was it called that bound that well bound let me oh, let me get gonna, it he's gonna go get it but you know when uh when mike um when mike just said parents are lame what uh what i took from that is you know when when parents uh force you force you down a certain spiritual path i.e their own religious views that's that's the lame element and certainly i experienced that yeah mike is now holding up that beautiful uh 
beautiful edition of, mm. of the autobiography of a yogi the latest edition wow. look at that beautiful um nice. golden golden leaf edging uh, wow look at that <laughs> uh chris tell us tell us about your yeah. experience with the book and um don't presume people have listened to this story before tell us the story sure 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 so um i'm sure mike's parents were pretty glad they brought brought them along to to lake shrine um but, uh, <laughs> it was the straw that broke the, the stubborn the stubbornness in mike um but uh so my, my experience really was 26 years of of ag ag being agnostic essentially with with uh with the concept of god with spirituality my the background really is and i've told this before uh, but the background really is my mum and dad come from different backgrounds in Northern Ireland. This is very contentious, Protestant, Catholic, big, big divides. But I was raised Protestant and I remember six or seven years of age or maybe slightly older, seven, seven or eight. I went to the minister and said, hey, this isn't for me. I'm not interested. All we do all day is talk about football. and I don't really like football. So, you know, I'm out. And, and the minister was like, you know, sure. OK, see, see you next week. Um, I told my mum that I, I wasn't going back. She thought I was going to be a Catholic, and that thought wasn't that wasn't going to go down either. Um, so I that was my brief um, brush with religion, you know, in an early early uh, years. But uh, as I said, I was agnostic thereafter, um, and really keen on on spiritual teachings. Um, I remember for many nights talking with friends about you know the Bible and the teachings in there. So it was always always with me. You know, Jesus was always there, um, even though I questioned more the, the uh, institution of religion. But later, through trials and tribulations, I think it's fair to say that I was going deeper and deeper into myself to, to seek for answers, and I wasn't finding it in the material plane. And probably so many people have, have had this experience. And the, the yearning and the knocking on the back of my my, my in, in my head, literally, got so loud that I couldn't couldn't avoid it any longer um and I was I remember one particular night in in tears just saying okay you know what is it what am I meant to be finding from life and this great peace came over me that you know it, a reassured peace came over me and within I think a couple of months my, my life seemed to have collapsed everything around me was just falling apart falling apart and I thought, okay, this is, you know, this is not good. But ultimately, it led me to a conversation with a friend of mine um, who introduced me to the autobiography of a yogi. And I was in the right place at the right time to receive it the night before I had just watched um, Steve Jobs' movie with Michael Fassbender, and I thought it was a brilliant movie, a very spiritual movie, uh, in fact. And this was that little root into the conversation that my friend was asking Yogananda, actively praying to Yogananda during the conversation, asking for this message, this, this um, signal to, to be able to talk to me about Yogananda. And this was this was his signal because I was saying I was spiritual. It was Steve Jobs seemed to me, and it was, you know, uh, unusual. So he told me about the whole Steve Jobs episode where Steve um, was a big fan of the autobiography of Yogi. It was the only book that he kept um, on his iPad, I think it was. Uh, and I should check it out. And I remember that conversation was electric, literally electricity in the air. And it was, it was a really, really moving, significant moment for me. And 
thereafter, like Lauren said, read the book. That, that was it. You know, I went to the center and I was I was uh, sold. It was it was a wrap. So Guruji was was there for me from day one, and it was just refreshing. It was like being lost in a desert, ser you know, searching for for a drink, and and th there Yogananda comes with his teaching. So, um, yeah, that, that was. That's that's a probably a longer version. Sorry. <laughs> Interesting that you um, you said that 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 your friend was like inwardly praying for you to receive mm -hmm. you know to receive mm -hmm. Guruji's blessings because I was just um, liaising with one of our listeners uh, of our previous series and we were talking about um, we were talking about distributing Yogananda's books and I said oh how how do you do it and she said oh you know when I just give the book to someone I just pray that that they receive it and i pray to yogananda that he can he can transfer this and then and then you just literally said virtually the same thing that your friend did so i think that's quite a good uh, that's probably the most powerful way to uh give the, someone the book isn't it rather than relying on your own egotistical <laughs> methods <laughs> yeah go on chris yeah it, it's something that i think i i wouldn't say i struggle with but time from time to time if i think the opportunity might present itself to mention something about the SRF or mention about Yogananda it can be really tricky it's a very de delicate thing because Yogananda himself and we've talked about this in the previous um, season of Awake uh, Minute by Minute is that you shouldn't necessarily expose yourself too, too readily to, to the world when it comes to um, the, the teachings certainly of yoga and yoga, Yogananda um, if you're early on the path because you know it's just planting that seed and you need to protect that you know to let it grow and that analogy is is certainly appropriate for for this so um yeah running around you know shouting about uh, yogananda um probably you know isn't is going to be the right move but uh, yogananda will bring people together and uh, one one thing just to add on, on this before we move on is that happened with my father-in-law and uh it, it was a really interesting moment where his partner brought him the autobiography of yogi um, book on the same day that i did and i felt com compelled truly compelled to bring him that book so he then said to me he kind of he sat there when i gave it to him and he looked a bit perplexed and said well, you know <laughs> what is it thinking that okay maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have done that and he said oh this is the second time today somebody's given me this <laughs> there, must, there must be there must be something to it you know there must be a reason Amazing. why so there's moments like that, you know, with people close to you, obviously, maybe a bit different, but yeah. Yogananda yeah. works works through this, yeah. Moments that defy all probability for those that are yeah. mathematically inclined, yes. Uh, Lauren, tell us about your recent yeah. experience. It will certainly be more recent than mine and Mike's. Yes, very recent. I actually spent most of my life as a label of atheist god was absolutely not part of my existence or my thought um, but i had now i realize a sprinkle of quite potent divine interventions within the past sort of five six years of my life and one day uh, it was last year i think it was i was on instagram as you as you do and i follow this wonderful musician on there and in the background of one of his videos that he was doing on his stories was this book and it was orange and something about it it was like this magnet i was like whoa so i quickly put my finger on the screen i screenshotted it i zoomed in and i couldn't work out what was on the writing i didn't know what it was called 
So I started frantically Google searching, you know, I had to find out what this book is. I didn't know what it was, but there was something in me that was compelling me to absolutely find this out. And I could see maybe it was autobiography of something. Anyway, eventually I found it and I knew instantly that that was the book that was on his shelf. And then a few days later, lo and behold, the picture appeared as well on his uh, story. So I knew definitely that was the one and ordered it straight away, began reading. And like I said before, wasn't even halfway through when I enrolled in the lessons and the rest is history. But it took me a long time to finish. I didn't finish the book until earlier on this year. So it took me about a year. Um, I really wanted to digest it and take my time. So it took me uh, a long while, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I really took that time to drink in the words. Mm. So, yeah. Chris, in, in, in good preparation for this, uh, this project, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike? Yeah, the, the word digest makes a lot of sense with that book because I read it cover to cover in like three, four days. But then the next time I read it, I was like, really that's in there? It's like, it's like we're so packed with, with content that it's really hard to press it all the first time. Yeah, my wife uh, often, I often just quote various things from the autobiography or like experiences of some of the gurus. And um, and she said, no, that's not that's not in there. I was like, yes, it is. Here it is. And she's like, how have I missed that? And then she's like, I need to reread that. I was like, yes, you do. So she just she just finished her second reading of it. Um, and um, I know she's about to finish, but she hasn't yet finished. She's on um, uh, the Science of Kriya Yoga chapter, I believe. So nearly, nearly, nearly finished. Um, yeah, uh, but reading, yeah, <laughs> but rereading and rereading and rereading this book is uh, something we'll talk about this a bit later because uh, you can never finish reading the autobiography of a yogi. But I wanted to just quickly say, Chris, before you come in, um, we didn't know this at the time uh, when we got we assembled this team of uh, podcast uh, pr uh, members. Well. Yeah, extraordinaires. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> trying, yeah. to be, trying to be humble, humble, but Chris <laughs> throwing that out the window. Um, no, we didn't. I didn't know this, but apparently, evidently, all of us have come to into the into Guruji's path and accepted uh, Yogananda as our guru through the autobiography of Yogi. Um, oh. And some some may think that oh, that's obvious, but actually. I think uh, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. Yogi, Yogi is the first. I think that when people are surveyed, that is the first um, in the list of things that that bring people to <laughs> the path. But second, close second is like Lake Shrine, I believe, is it, yeah. uh, Mike? And so that data is very old. But it's like <laughs> that's like data from twenty years ago, before internet and everything. But, but nice. back then, um, back then they said it was the the book was number one, through a friend was number two, and Lake Shrine was number three. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And nowadays you've got the Awake film. And I know I know lots of people that you know books like Man's Eternal Quest or Whispers from Eternity. And there's all sorts of other ways that people come into this fold. Yes. And Guruji, Guruji sometimes and often handpicks each of us. That's a topic that we shall discuss in the episode in much more detail later on. But Chris, uh, I'm coming back to you, what were you saying? Yeah, it's inter interesting um if Guruji kind of works through us, takes some of us and uses uses us for his uh, you know for, for his teachings and so on. It's maybe one thing um, to say that it's a connection. It's that bond that you might have with somebody that you trust, that you know 
wouldn't be recommending something unless they knew you uh, and knew that hey you really could benefit mm -hmm. from this so that's that's something that leads me to say that you know we read and reread for the purpose that Guruji says is in the lessons read the lessons reread the lessons and you reread them read them reread them again uh, and you know you take it like a is it a week I think he says to you know sit with each lesson and to you know do it every day until it's ingrained and it's building those those bonds and it you know making that stick um in in your in your mind in, in your subconscious mind until it sinks down um so whenever you read the lessons or any of his material you think well yeah like you said did I read that and did you know did I really see that um, because maybe you're making the connections and the pieces of the puzzle are coming together and you're able to comprehend more and more. So it's it's awesome to to take our time and meticulously go through autobiography like we're about to do on this uh, in this season. So indeed. Whilst talking about what we're going to do in this season, obviously this is uh, going to be a very long project. Uh, we'll talk about why that is in a minute. But before we do, let's talk about what we're most looking forward to unwrapping in this project, uh, whenever that may be. Personally, I am most looking forward to um, unwrapping and and really going going to as as deeper possible level is the is the chapter which is the resurrection of Sri Yukteswar. Um, for those who haven't read it yet. Um, it is the chapter where, as described, Yogananda, uh, after after uh, uh, Sri Yukteswar's Mahasamadhi, uh, Yogananda was quite sorrowful that he wasn't around at the time when when he had that experience, um, or when he had that state of exiting the body, uh, his guru, and so he was quite sad and morose. And suddenly, Sri Yukteswar came out, manifested himself out of the ether, and explained the most profound mysteries in. Um, <laughs> in in life and in creation actually uh, certainly for our lives and our births and our rebirths and our incarnations um and yeah so that's a very very deep chapter and it is that could be a book in itself and certainly um i'm most looking forward to that um I, you guys can come in now but um that i think that chapter will probably take <laughs> don't know how many what's your best guess how many hours that chapter is going to take to to review and to 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 talk about in a podcast format i don't know tens uh, i would say yeah i mean how long's a piece of string <laughs> um, we could probably do a whole season on on that literally on yeah. on, on yeah. that um that uh, chapter you know it's funny you mentioned about your wife uh Priyanka rereading the autobiography of a yogi because I did you know bring up this question you know we, we we talk about these things um and for me there's so many amazing parts of the the book that we can unravel I loved I thought it was magical the story with Lahiri Mahashaya meeting Babaji and that there's something magical about that story that I, I really want to go over in more detail um Interesting but you should say that, Chris. Um, one of the monks is calling me right now about something I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I won't get that. He'll, he'll, under, get he'll understand when, when I find him back later. Yeah, and he doesn't usually call show. me, so interesting you should be okay. talking about those two gurus. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, interesting. Um, but as you as you said, chapter 26, the um, uh, 
sorry, what was the secret of Kriya Yoga? I oh, yeah, yeah, um, science of Kriya Yoga. Yeah. For me, with the rational mind needing, it, it's some sort of fix. The mathematics behind Kriya Yoga is something that really is significant for me. Whenever I was reading that chapter, I thought, hold on a second. You know, yoga, there's this idea of yoga being a little bit um, hard to pin down and, um, you know, it's subjective or something like that. But actually, science of yoga is maybe what this is all about, what we all get together um, and maybe share a common interest in is that there is a science, a mathematical precision to the techniques that uh, we'll go into in more detail. But for me, that was really something that caught my interest and why I probably love the Holy Science book uh, as well so much. <laughs> Um, is that there, there is scientific mathematical precision behind what we're doing. So it's objectively uh, a, a case and maybe one day science will catch up to be able to prove uh, what Yogananda was, was saying. And maybe we'll do that in this podcast. You never know where it may lead. Guys, listeners, in case you haven't noticed, we, we have a very loose agenda and we, we do tend mm -hmm. to... Um, go on tangents and this is what will probably happen in this project we have no idea where, where it will lead but we do have a a vision as it were yeah mike it's really hard to say which um topics are like the most interesting ones or the ones where we have to go in the most but surely as a kid i i was mostly interested in all the all the technology that he mentioned like he's, he talks about um um Jagadish Chandra Bose right and the Bose Presto graph where he like I, th I think he looks like a what does he look like a, a plant and and he sees it grow right he he mm -hmm. takes a look at the plant for like five days and then he slows it down or or speeds it up speeds it up and then he mm -hmm. sees how it how it actually moves and then and then he adds some chloroform and Happy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, trust you, Mike, to to pick the scientific element, the technology element. That's in keeping with yeah. your uh, personality. As listeners will well, get to know. Absolutely. More, <laughs> more recently, I was I got more into this kind of. I love the the whole Korea origin story that also um, Chris just mentioned, and the whole um, Babaji um, and when the, the scene when like Babaji and Mataji come and and then he mm -hmm. promises that he'll stick around and oh you're yeah. giving it all away Mike people <laughs> I, I assume people surely haven't people, read that bit I assume yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I assume people have heard of that that this, one this is a good point yeah. actually there will be spoilers. No more no spoilers <laughs> no there will be spoilers if you haven't already read the book we suggest at least for the that podcast is... episode that we're going to discuss, you read yeah, that before yeah. you. Uh, but that is not to say we not, might not talk about a section that's in four more chapters time. We will certainly be jumping if it's uh, relevant to do so. Um, mm -hmm. Lauren, tell us about what element you are most looking forward to unwrapping. I think for me, it's twofold. I'd say anything with Babaji really <laughs> is genuinely... <laughs> always invites a sense of igniting fire in in me so any any chapter with mention of of him to me is going to be quite exciting but I think in general just like I said to you before when we were talking about this podcast and bringing it to life just getting to that truth 
behind each of those words and each of the lines that he's saying I think because that's really what we're trying to do here isn't it we're trying to bring that further to life if we can I mean it already has a life of its own but yeah really exploring the depths of what he's trying to teach us in each each word that to me I'm, I'm really really looking forward to very good very good thank you Lauren so let's talk about the format of our series how we're going to do this so as we have mentioned before we want to look at the whole book cover to cover page by page uh, paragraph by paragraph line by line and word for word so that would mean things like you the book is dedicated to luther burbank so my wife told me this she's into uh, she's very much into plants and gardening and she said and she read that luther burbank chapter which is entitled a saint amidst roses and she was absolutely in love with that chapter and then she said and then she said oh what did you know the book is the book is dedicated to luther burbank i was like is it i don't remember i've read this book probably five or six times <laughs> <laughs> and I read, I looked at the, I looked at the, looked at the book and I said, oh, that, there it is. How have I missed that? How have I not put any, because Guruji has done everything that he's, there's in this book. He's done it consciously as an avatar, right? An avatar is a descent, in descent of divinity into flesh. So everything that is in this book, he's done it with, you know, a purpose, a meaning, there should be a meaning for us. For, and we should, we need to, you know, really, really introspect and reflect on everything that we experience when we're reading this book and see what it would mean for us and what we can learn and what we can grow from it and I missed that and so we're going to in this in this sort of in this podcast we're going to study this book line by line and that may mean that this project may take 10 years potentially longer but <laughs> the four of us are not afraid of such challenges um, um what is time? <laughs> <laughs> time for people that have listened to our previous series is Chris's most um, <laughs> loved topic, shall we say, time and yugas. Yugas. Uh, yes. So that is, and just to give you some more context, the first chapter, this is even before talking about the cover, and there's all sorts there's that before you even get to the first line of the first chapter there's there's probably 20 pages and mm. i don't know how many episodes it's going to take us to delve into those previous uh, pages but the first few lines of the first few paragraphs the first paragraph talks about the search for that concomitant disciple guru relationship now you could write a book about the guru disciple relationship and he guruji in his infinite uh, divine wisdom has made this the first line of the autobiography of a yogi and there's obviously something deeply significant in that for us right and we I, I, I'm really going to enjoy exploring why you know what it means that, that that is the first line in the book and how he's worded it um, and what we can take from that and which other writings Guruji has about this topic because um, because sometimes, often actually, he mentions, Guruji mentions some certain things, and then there's other other talks or other books where he's talked about it in infinite more detail. Like, for example, he'll talk about Krishna and the Bhagavad Gita, and and then we, we, we'll read various 
parts of that in the autobiography of Yogi. But then if we if we scratch beneath that service for people that don't know, um, there is a whole two book series called God Talks with Arjuna. And that is Guruji's commentary on the Bhagavad Gita. So if you were to stop at that point, uh, where that 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 reference is uh, made, the Bhagavad Gita, where Guruji mentions a specific, you know, uh, verse, and went to read that verse. If you did that for the whole book, I, I think I dare say this podcast might take lifetimes. <laughs> but let's let's not uh, let's not cross, let's not uh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scare I'll scare all three of you and uh, viewers and <laughs> listeners. Um, but uh, the, the second part paragraph is about the Christ, you know, his own path to a Christ-like sage. And he talks about, uh, obviously, he's talking about Sri Yukteswar there, but he's talk, he talks about, for example, ancient civilizations from Egypt to Babylonia and how India compares. compares. So that is, you know, the fact that that's, that's the second paragraph. So he's really bringing home the importance of India's true spiritual wealth. And that's, that is a topic, uh, uh, you know, that deserves a lot of reflection, shall we say. And then he talks about his first memories of, uh, you know, being a yogi amidst Himalayan snows, but this is when he was in his childhood. Um, and I, I don't want to go into the first episode of our podcast, not first, but first chapter episode of our podcast. Um, but you can see now, hopefully, what we what we intend to do. Um, what we intend to um, uncover and how we intend to do it, because this, as we've done it in this episode, where we've talked about various things and shared our experiences and reflections, and quoted other other elements of Guruji's teachings, etc. That is, it's essentially it's exactly what we will do in this series. But again, as I say, it may evolve, <laughs> and we're open to that evolution, shall shall we say? And I think I've covered uh, most of. Uh, what uh, what uh, our format will be so for example if we were to read just talk about the first three paragraphs in an episode coming up then in the description for that podcast we would entitle it chapter 1.1 for example and point the 1.1 the first element of that would be we are describe in the description which elements of the autobiography we're talking about and that will hopefully then allow some some flow and continuity for people to come dip in and out of um, podcast uh, episodes if they, you know, don't want to, if they want to actually go to something that's of specific interest, um, as it were. So uh, that's that's that. Um, but Mike, tell us where they can find us, how they can view us, um, etc. Yeah. So I first want to. We, a lot of our viewers, they will have um, watched our past series of Awake and the same channels that we um, used before, we will still be using um, Yogananda Podcast, at Yogananda Podcast on Instagram, Yogananda Podcast on YouTube. Those are our two outlets that are, that are very beloved. And then, of course, we are also on Facebook. You can find us there. And we will, of course, share all of the links um, below. And if you want to listen to the podcast, we publish it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And um, if um, I missed one, I think we have one more podcast outlet. But basically, wherever you get your podcast from, you will find us, Yogananda Podcast. And you will 
find the series as our season two. Season one is about the Awake movie. Season two is about the autobiography of a Yogi. Chris, uh, people don't, people may not know what our season one was. Tell them about that project. Sure. Um, so I guess if you have time, do check out our. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be sure to you know tune into this uh, this uh, season. But if you do have time, there's uh, about a hundred episodes, which I guess are on average over one hour, maybe seventy minutes long um, each. Um, listen to it on times two speed. Recommended hashtag. You know, uh, but. Um, 1.5. Yeah, we 1.5. Yeah, 1.5. Yeah, yeah. 0.75. Um, <laughs> come on. I want to really absorb <laughs> That's torture. Um, no, we yeah, we we do have a, a lot of great episodes out. Do check them out. Um, we did it um a minute by minute uh, uh analysis of the awake uh a life of yoga and um yogananda film. Now that is about 80 minutes uh, content there. So there's roughly um, roughly that of episodes. And then there's at least 10 episodes of special guests that we had. So we had um, lots of amazing guests. Um, do, do check those out, Mass Vidal, Professor Clooney. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots, lots of people who were actually in the documentary. Uh, they came and graced us with their presence on the podcast. So what else? There, there, there are lots of guests that joined us throughout the time. So it's not just us. Um, it was just us three on that project, myself, Priyank, and Mike. Um, and Lauren uh, was on there at least twice, I think, actually, Lauren. I was. She yeah. graduated. Yeah. She was the undergrad at the time. Now she's graduated, graduated to become a permanent member of the panel of yeah. uh, professional, you know, the podcasters. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, your your humility slipping here, Priyank. Yeah, um, <laughs> it didn't uh, last long. Didn't facade. Last long. So yeah, we had we had lots of guests of uh, you know you know young adults and all all the rest um, that joined us um, on 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 there. So it was a great great uh, experience for everybody. Great insights. Um, do recommend checking out. Indeed, Lauren. How can mm. people inter interact with us? I suppose they know they can comment on all of our channels, like YouTube, etc. But why should they? And why are we interested in people's engagement? Well, you know, I think also Yogananda, he did express how important it can be to have that fellowship with other devotees and those who are maybe perhaps joining on the path. And I think that communion is really quite important in furthering our own spiritual development. So if you do feel that you want to share something with us, we would actually genuinely love to hear it. And I think it'd be really, really special to have a constant dialogue between ourselves and the listeners, because at the end of the day, we are here for you as well. So, do comment. We would really love to hear from you. Not to sound like a, a YouTuber here, but <laughs> comment below. Ma uh, smash that like yeah. button. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> for those of those listening, we're we're pointing below, like yeah. Be bad. yeah, yeah. Um, but no, do do send us a message on any platform that's most relevant to you, and be great to hear from you. Indeed, indeed. And mm -hmm. the other reason to comment is because we're also, as, as we mentioned, we're not scholars, historians, mm -hmm. professionals. We are not uh, in that 
you know, esteemed category, shall we say. But so we are very much um, in the mode of wanting to learn. And yeah. part of that is your experience. Um, lots In lots of places, you will have a unique uh, unique experience that you can, and a unique reflection that you can share from the topics that we've discussed in the podcast. And And if that comes about, we would love to hear about it. And, you know, partly... We're partly doing this. The, one of the biggest benefits of doing this, uh, before it was uh, it was a different project, it was about marketing and things like that for the London Centre. But now it's become something much more profound spiritually for us, for me anyway, in that it's really become linked to my growth in my understanding mm-hmm. and my, uh, you know, my reflections on Guruji and how I interact with his teachings uh, much more so now than I ever did before. And that is much more enriched through your lovely participation uh, so I'd highly recommend that yeah Lauren uh, yeah on that I was going to say if any of you listening if you want to comment and tell us how you found the book and how you came to be in interaction with it that would be really lovely to see uh, and to hear about so yes do feel free <laughs> very good point uh, Mike Chris sorry and and to add to that don't think if you are following and listening that you can't comment on something from a previous episode in previous minutes that or uh yeah chapter that we're not going to go back and cover and you know comment on but we will absolutely so if you want to you know comment on something that's happened before totally fine if you want to come comment on something that's maybe to come totally fine you know we're working to uh mix it into to future episodes mike and there absolutely there are no dumb questions. I mean there are, but not really. There is basically a real um, um, science out there, and all of us are just people who um, we care a lot about Yogananda and we have deep devotion. But like Priyank said, we're all trying to learn. And um, and uh, we, if anyone has any any questions about terminology or doesn't understand a certain part in the story and wants to share something, we are more than happy to um, read your comments. And because I feel like um, in, in this boat, we're all together. And of course, always, we're, you're gone, Chris. Always call call out Prank uh, on, on anything he says, uh, if you really need. But no, on, on, on a serious note, just to add, um, Mike, what, you, what you're saying there, there's probably a lot in here you know, I'll put my hand up to that it is such a steep learning curve that if anything is mentioned, Prank, you paused earlier on to say what an avatar really was the definition of, um, that you can't find elsewhere, you know, uh, the guys might know, not me necessarily, uh, but we we would like to know because um, if we do glaze over something, um, it would be great to go back and maybe define it and expand on it because then we all, we all share and learn. Mike, as you said, we're on the same boat, so... I love how Chris is playing, really playing the amateur rookie card when really <laughs> he's not that in any way. <laughs> um, yeah, and it also, <laughs> yeah, and also um, feedback um, and suggestions because it was actually only through feedback that we're doing this current series. We were going to end it. <laughs> Our intention was to end it at the previous series and go on to pastures new uh, split ways part ways 
uh, with that big, uh, you know, with that big uh, suitcase of cash that we made from all our advertisers. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh so yeah we but people said why don't you you know people commented on why wouldn't you do the same thing for the autobiography and we said wow that's that's a very interesting idea and we were grappling with what that means because it's not a it's no small undertaking and uh as i'm sure our previous listeners uh will appreciate or understand we're not uh, we won't we don't do things on our you know three of us Lauren now joining us we're not going to just jump into a project like this with the intention to try it and leave it uh, we're very much committed so <laughs> hopefully you can join us on this committed journey Mike yeah when you said suitcase of cash remind me we should remind also everybody that we're not uh, this is completely non not for profit this whole operation we're not collecting any money on ads and we really see this as as a service to the community yeah, indeed. Um, we we were speaking to some people, uh, some senior people in in some some organisations from from Yogananda, and we were saying that essentially we're, we're doing this as a service to Guru because there's a uh, there's a space in this area that isn't filled right now. The space of the fellowship, the informal fellowship that certainly during the pandemic times, uh, the COVID pandemic times, that was certainly something people you know people really missed out on and this podcast was actually born during that time and those benefits can be had even post pandemic you know people live far away from uh srf centers um, and yogananda centers and meditation centers and yoga centers but they really crave and uh, we've had this feedback they really crave this fellowship and this light-hearted conversational tone that you may have with a brother disciple but if you don't have the opportunity to have that anymore for whatever reason then this podcast is for you <laughs> um so bibliography <laughs> so we've i've we've actually been preparing this uh, preparing for this podcast for for for, for many months now and um as as we mentioned for the previous project we were we had to do a lot of research but uh, there's some essential background reading that if you really 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 work in than you could do. Um, so uh, up to now, I've read uh, uh, multiple biographies um, on on Yogananda, um, and they they scale from like very devotional to very analytical and you know uh, historical significance type of thing of Yogananda's uh, Yogananda's arrival uh, to the spiritual scene in the world. So you know if you're going to talk about the most devotional you know ones, then you would. I'd we'd really recommend reading the, the Medjitha book by Sananda Lal Ghosh, who is uh, Yogananda's younger brother. And it's a beautiful account of his uh, experience with his older brother, a unique account, I should say. So Self-Realization Fellowship published that book, and uh, I'd highly recommend that. And we will be, as part of this podcast, we'll be referencing that and other of uh, biographies from, of, of Guruji. Um, and draw out little stories and experiences that aren't in the autobiography, perhaps, but you're going to name, just mention them, like his experiences with his siblings. He's mentioned that a few times in the earlier chapters, but there's sometimes a whole host of detail that's in like the Medjitha book that is relevant, but people may not have got around to reading yet. And hopefully this podcast will inspire you to, to go in that area because there's lots of, uh, lots of good stuff in there. Uh, another, another book, um, is uh, Yogananda Sangha. It's entitled Paramahansa Ji, As I Have Seen and Understood Him. 
And this is by his childhood friend, um, Swami, um, Swami Satyananda. And uh, he was also a disciple of Guruji and Sri Yukteswar. And he wrote a biography about uh, Yogananda, which is a very unique, uh, because he, this was as, a, as on a level of his, of his friend and colleague. And he also, when, when Guruji went to USA, um, Swami Satyananda stayed in India and ran the operation in the school and stuff. So he's got a very beautiful, unique perspective. And then if you want a bit more independent historian type vibe, uh, The Life of Yogananda by Phil Goldberg is also a very important book, I think, for each of us, because it has it has uh, lots of information that you won't find anywhere else. Um, because, you know, he's Phil Goldberg is very in a very scholarly and historian way, really, um, you know, chronicled Guruji's life and all the difficulties that he had, which for some are quite difficult to read because they're not necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily um, pro, they're sometimes critical, but uh, that's that's part of a biographer's job. Yeah, Mike? So Goldberg did a really good job of going around all the SRF elders and also the senior monks and gathered a lot of stories about Yogananda and, and, yes. and a lot of his uh, book is is those and so, so interesting to read yeah and he we interviewed him as part of our previous project uh, podcast series so do we'll put a link to that um uh, and also that if you want the most independent uh, the, a recent book by uh, anya foxen is entitled biography biography of a yogi an interesting play of words which uh, i know mike isn't a big fan of uh, such blatant uh, theft of a famous title that is dear to our hearts, uh, <laughs> but yes, that's uh, that's uber that's uh, that's an uber uh, uh, analysis of Yogananda's uh, impact in the West, shall we say, and how Yogananda was influenced in his teachings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And also, you can watch if you aren't into books, uh, and this potentially this could be why you're listening to this podcast then i would highly recommend the awake the life of yogananda book obviously that uh, chris mentioned in our previous podcast is about and it's uh, directed by paolo paolo de floria and lisa lehman who unfortunately we couldn't get in our previous podcast maybe we will in the future um but you know mike uh, in doing the research as as you know I've, I've collated lots of information from each of these books but did you know that i you know, Kindle, the Kindle uh, online book thing, the app, it lets you copy and paste text. And I've copied and pasted so much text that it says you've now exceeded your limit. You are no longer authorized to copy text on Kindle. Wow. <laughs> Fair and use. <laughs> yeah, <bravo. laughs> I, I was just uh, I wasn't replicating books at per se I was just collating all these information from all these various sources and as listeners may doubt I've now noticed I'm quite a analytical person shall we say and as my my profession as a chartered engineer I suppose uh, makes that make that maybe probably a compulsory attribute to my I'm sure your engineering skills will get you around that limit somehow. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it has. For example, Android, Android, Android app doesn't have the usage thing, so you can do it on Android but not on Apple. Great. Anyway, tech geeks will appreciate that, but uh, yes. <laughs> and that is that. Unless anything, I've missed anything, and anyone else would like to say anything, I'd like to end it with a special reason why we should read and appreciate this book by 
brother Anandamoy. So does anyone have anything else to like to add before we end on that? Do you want to tease a little bit what the first episode will be about? Oh, yes, yes. So the first, Mike, you're, you're in charge of the first episode. You've got to, do you want to talk yes. about it? Um, so one of the things before you even start reading the autobiography of a yogi, you have to first choose which version of it do I want to read, which edition. There are so many. And we're going to go into details about that, and the, the story behind it. and going to be super interesting mm -hmm. and we touched on the cover of the book and no doubt uh, some listeners will want to know a lot more information about this picture this picture has a very unique story the picture that is on the autobiography of a yogi and also the back page has some very interesting information which we'll go through but interestingly the um there's there's, there's interesting elements about the worldwide acclaim and the spiritual legacy and and all sorts of other text, even in the first four or five pages that we'll, we'll go through, because that's quite heavy. And there's quite a lot there. And, um, you know, the, the publishers in their infant wisdom have put all that there. So it deserves our attention. So even before we uh, <laughs> start the first line of the first chapter, we've got some, some digging to do. <laughs> and I promise you, it will be worthwhile. So... On that note, let's leave it. Um, we'll just say Jay Guru right now uh, because we'll leave it to Brother Nandamoy to further tell us why we should uh, why we should undertake this project and why you should join us, Jay Guru. Thank you. Thank you. Read that autobiography once in a while. Read these words. And don't read them so that you're just reading what happened to the Master and the Param Gurus. You, these words are given to you, to all of us. As a personal guidance, as a personal instruction to follow. This is a practical book. It's not a novel. We should apply these words you these beautiful words you cannot exhaust them they're alive they are alive that book is alive the more i read it the more it alive it becomes alive the more i get out of it spiritual inspiration spiritual knowledge spiritual instruction